welcome to our very first episode of Thoughts, Feels, and Conversation. We are your hosts, Puebelo Kekana and Itimelengikove. Today, we are going to be talking about something that we spoke about a lot in 2020, right? And that is the way the year 2020 has impacted our faith, right? We are both Christians, we believe in Jesus, um... Yes, Bible-based, Christ-centered, spirit-filled, that whole thing, whatever you want to call it, that is that is what we subscribe to. But we are also not um, aloof to the way that 2020 has impacted our faith, and that's the conversation that we want to have today. right? But before we do that, we are going to do our check-in. So, tell us what has been on your mind lately and how you're feeling about it. So, yesterday, um, or the day before we were recording this... Um, Kanye West and Kim mm. Kardashian West divorce was just um, announced. Well, Kim has fi- officially filed for divorce. Yeah, and um, I love that couple. They are. Really, you love the Kardashians. I love the honest. Kardashians. <laughs> I, am, I am mildly obsessed with the Kardashians, and so it really broke my heart. Um, mm. There's been rumors around the divorce for a while, and um, seeing that it is um, that Kim has officially filed for divorce, it really broke my heart, and um, especially because um i you know i have people that struggle with mental illness in my family yeah and so i sympathize with kim and i i think being a fan of the kardashians i i feel like i um we've seen kim journey through Mm. through this process um with kanye and so i really sympathize with them and um and the kids man and the kids they're like they have an entire (laughs) squad yeah so it's it's very sad. It's, and how do you explain that to children? Like, well, I don't that know. your father's mentally unstable and so... Yeah, so... It's hectic. It is. It is. That is very hectic. Also, I don't know much about it, but... <laughs> <laughs> so what's been on your mind? Ah, oh, what's been on my mind this week in particular has been um, the vulnerability of women in South Africa. I know mm. gender-based violence is something that we talk about a lot, but... This week, I was just so reminded of it. Like, I was driving out of our complex the other day. And, I mean, you know, our shopping center's right there. Yeah. And one of the guys was walking from our complex to the sh- shopping center. And I realized that I actually don't have the luxury to do that without fearing for my mm-hmm. life. You know, I was at the mall yesterday. And I went to the bathroom, which is also, like, a nerve-wracking thing. Because you just don't know what you're going to get mm-hmm. or whatever. And when I was walking out of the bathroom, after having been like, oh my gosh, I'm so safe, I saw a guy walking into the bathroom without a care in the world. And again, I was like, Saba, well, <laughs> like, why can't we be so carefree, you know? Yeah. And yesterday as well, um, the Tsukhofa the, Tupuli the case came on the news, mm. you know, about how her baby daddy arranged for her mm. to be killed so that his wife wouldn't find out that, she impregna- that he impregnated mm-hmm. somebody else, like... It just, look, it makes me feel like we still have such a long way to go. And yeah. like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just like, will we get there? You know, I, I hope we do. I'm hopeful. But I'm like, maybe our children's children, <laughs> if at yeah. all, yeah. you know. So that's that's what's been on my mind. And that's how I've been feeling about it. But let's talk about how 2020 has influenced and impacted our faith, right? We... <laughs> It it was a crazy year, let's be honest. Really? Um, we had many conversations hours <laughs> throughout and hours. the year <laughs> about many things. Yeah. And the first of those would have been um lament. Mm. I remember when like COVID hit and then I think it was George Floyd, it was the death of George yeah. Floyd that yeah. triggered our lament yes. conversation. But yes. 
Yes, so George Floyd died and we all found ourselves in so much pain. Us and a group of friends, we got into a conversation around this whole subject of lament because I remember feeling like I don't know how to do this. Mm. Like I've got so much pain inside of me. I I feel so many things, um, but I'm also confronted with my feelings because we we were on a lockdown at that stage and I just didn't know what to do and I reached out to you saying... What the heck you do? <laughs> Teach us how to lament. Teach us lament. Yeah, like tell us about it. So, yeah, tell us about lament and you and 2020 and, and, and how all of that happened. Yeah, so what I, a brief um, description of lament for those that may be unfamiliar with it, mm. I like to describe it as grief observed. Mm. So you're observing your grief. And um, my, I think my earliest um, memory of grief is when my dad passed away mm. and um and i actually i didn't observe the grief wow. then. um i remember thinking that you know in order to be um hopeful and faithful i had to ignore the grief yeah like move I, right yeah, past it move past yeah. right past because god is good amen and he's still <laughs> on the throne and i need to remain faithful i need to be hopeful um so i really ignored the grief until i got to a point where my body didn't let me anymore mm. like my body physically started yeah was that natural down. Mm. yeah physically shut started shutting down and it forced me into a period of observing my grief and um and that period was very um liberating because it it allowed me to honor my humanity and that i i'm human i have emotions and sometimes those emotions aren't or happy and positive so i had to i had to observe the 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 nasty part of it, like mm-hmm. the, the grief and the, the disappointment. Messy parts of yeah. Grief, yeah. Yeah. And um so I I became accustomed to grief and grief became a very close friend wow. from that moment. And and I think that that allowed me to to walk into twenty twenty and um and lament became easy because mm. I had already experienced it, but it was different. Yes. Um, I, I would say that when losing my dad, that was grief. And then because I was grieving for myself, I was grieving for my family. Um, but 2020, it wasn't just about me. Mm, it, it was, was yeah, it was communal. Yeah. I was grieving on behalf of the world. And I think that's when it became lament and, and I was able to observe what I was feeling. Mm. Um, and yeah, and, and you're right. Like it, it, it needed community. Like I couldn't do it by myself, and um, and I I guess that's where our hours and hours of of community <laughs> of conversations came in because we we would lament together. Yes, um, and we were learning how to do so yeah, together as yeah, well. Because yeah. you know, you you had the experience with losing your father. I I think I and I when I lost my grandmother, who was the closest person to me that I feel like I've lost up until now. I was thirteen, so. I didn't mm. need to deal with the emotions. So I feel like 2020 was like a shock to yeah. my system, right? Yeah. I am a very sensitive person. I feel all the feels and I acknowledge it. I'm aware of all of that stuff. But 2020 took me by surprise because I never anticipated that I would need to grieve mm. at the level that I had to. Mm. Um, and it it was hard and it was strange and it was weird. And so the community aspect is what made it so much easier. So Mm. that's why when after the death of George Floyd, I was like, okay, I think I've been having a lot of conversations with a lot of people and all of us are faced with the reality of needing to lament, but we don't know what 
that means or what that's going to look like you know so i feel like 2020 started the journey for me you know from that first conversation that we had with our friends um about what lament is and you know how to navigate it in a season like the one that we were in and then to reading i read a great book by sung chan ra (laughs) prophetic lament i Look, I stand, I stand a doctor of theology. I stand a professor. I stand, oh, I love it. It's highly recommended by me. Brilliant book. But I feel like that also gave me a lot of language and understanding on the matter of lament. And mm. and I think, I think like 2020 has equipped me um, to to go deep when it's necessary, like to be deeply sorrowful when it's necessary and to also enjoy deep joy when Mm. it's necessary, but to recognize that there is a need for both in this life absolutely, and to not feel the need to live in deep joy when there's great sorrow and turmoil around me. Mm. It's also taught me to learn to lament on behalf of people, to empathize you know the scriptures um, do say mourn with those who mourn exactly yeah. to mourn with those who mourn and i think that 2020 not that i wasn't mourning because i mean hello <laughs> but it's 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 yeah it's taught me that and i, I don't feel the pressure to move past bad emotions mm-hmm. as a result of the year that 2020 was mm-hmm. i can sit in the grief i can sit in the pain um process it yeah and then move past it when the time comes yeah. you yeah. know so that's i think lament is a very big part of our 2020 (laughs) we have learned and hopefully in 2021 we are able to to walk in what we've Mm. learned and and hopefully that it continues to affect the rest of our lives and i think one last thing i I think that lament has also allowed me to be hopeful like i used to think that um being lament took away the ability to be hopeful because mm. I, it felt like I was mm. I was dwelling within the sorrow wow. and not looking past it. But lamenting on a communal um, basis, it, it really allowed me to be hopeful because it allowed me to acknowledge that things aren't the way they're supposed to be. Mm. It allowed me to partner with God and dream with God and oh, say, good. okay, wait, things aren't the way they're supposed to be, but they can be better. Mm. They should be better. And it allowed me to um, almost tap into the prophetic in a way that I had never before because I was able to prophesy and 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 see the good that could be happening and Mm. um like COVID was and the pandemic and the lockdowns and all of that it was it was tragic it still is it still is yeah Um, but I'm I'm able to look into um the way governments respond the way churches respond and say it could be better like Mm -hmm. you know I could prophesy into those areas and say uh, regardless of the of the pandemic, how are we as a community responding? Wow, good. And and that was mainly what I was lamenting, mm-hmm. rather than the the external happenings. But rather, um, I was lamenting what the response, the response, to the, the happenings. response. Yes. Yeah, how um, we how we're loving God and loving yes. our neighbor. <laughs> Yo, yeah, that was actually very confronting. Like, are we loving our neighbor? Yes. I think we've gotten so good at loving God, but are we loving our neighbor? And I think that is something that we needed to lament about as well, mm-hmm. is a response. And I love what you mentioned about the prophetic um, and having hope. John Skippers calls it prophetic imagination. Oh, yes. You know, it's that, <laughs> that discontentment that gives way to prophetic imagination mm-hmm. and that gets me very excited. Um, speaking yeah. of John Skippers, guys, he's a great guy. He runs a course called the <laughs> This is not advertising. They don't pay us for advertising. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm Speaking joking. of which, um, in 2020, 
I I think I had a I had an awakening to mm. issues of justice. Mm. That that is something that happened for me as well. I became conscious, um, maybe more conscious than I would have ever been to issues of injustice that mm. exist in our societies. Um, and I, I, I feel like God started to stir in me a passion for, for justice, mm-hmm. right? I, I'm reading through the major prophets currently, which is a big <laughs> deal, people. It's a big deal if you know me, because you know that, like, in previous years, I would do the 30-day shred and frown upon Isaiah and Jeremiah, because what the heck are they even talking about? But now I'm reading through Isaiah with, with fresh eyes, because, like you had said, in lamenting, we were able to recognize that there is injustice in the yeah, land, you yeah. know, and that's, I think lament actually gave way to me becoming so passionate about justice or issues of justice because I recognize that there is so much injustice and mm-hmm. our inability to lament is our inability to recognize mm-hmm. the injustice that exists, mm-hmm. right? Because we're constantly glorifying situations because we're constantly moving past, past the grief. Yeah. We don't recognize that there is injustice in the land. And so 2020, the year that taught me to lament, is also the year that allowed me to recognize the injustice that exists in mm-hmm. society, the injustice that exists in churches, the injustice that just continues to exist amongst each other, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think, it's not, I'm not attaching my passion for justice towards an institution, but mm-hmm. just in general life, you know, it is like I was just mentioning, a love for God and love for neighbor. neighbor. Mm-hmm. I realize how a lot of our theology or Uh, what is spoken of in christian circles is how we love god it's this personal relationship one-on-one i i'm having my quiet time Mm. i'm you know this god and i are good i'm not hearing god you know it's just me and god and me and god and me and god so salvation unto death in heaven but it's it's not the kind of salvation that is communal you know it it doesn't affect anything on a communal level and i realized in 2020 that i what the heck what are we doing (laughs) you know like imagine jesus just came so he could die and go to heaven you know what i mean like there's so much more to our faith there is so much more to the effect of our faith in the land you know if, if if the fall was was as resulted rather in a break in relationship between man and man and man in the land and man and God, Mm. then all those aspects need to be restored. Mm. And so I realized in 2020 that, first of all, there's so much injustice around me. Second of all, that there's so much that I'm contributing, you know, in, 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 um, towards injustice. Like I'm, I'd become so oblivious. And so I think wrapped around my own world Mm. and what is convenient for me that I failed to see the injustices around me. I failed to recognize where I wasn't loving my neighbor. Mm. And I'm so challenged now as a result of the year that 2020 was to see my neighbor, first of all, because you can't do anything about what you don't see, to see my neighbor, but also to inquire of God, what is it that he's doing in my context and how I can come alongside him. I'm very passionate about Shalom, which Mm -hmm. is the establishment of God's peace in the land. And I believe that that peace is what will bring justice, you know? So I'm I'm constantly asking God, that's how 2020 has changed my life. Like, where how are you establishing shalom in this context and 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 how can i come alongside you you know so i am very passionate about that i feel like a lot of things that used to matter to me before then (laughs) really don't like i honestly like Mm. things that matter to me before then don't matter i'm just so concerned about how we how we place dignity on people man you know how we how yeah i don't even know how to describe it any further but i'm just so passionate about about god's heart for justice as well yeah which 
I read the Bible for seven years and didn't realize, you know. But yeah, so that's that's justice has been a big thing for me in 2020. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to talk about justice. Um, I think similar to you that um, where you read the Bible for so many years and you don't realize. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, because of that, I went through a process of needing to reclaim my theology. <laughs> That's a snap. People. And um, and you know when I was thinking through through the process of reclaiming my theology i actually realized that a better description would be to deconstruct my theology Mm. but i'll stick to reclaiming because i understand (laughs) that deconstruction has a negative connotation so we'll stick with um deconstructing i mean we'll stick to reclaiming reclaiming my theology and um i i always say that i experience the world as a black woman mm-hmm. but i process the world as a christian wow and for the first time because of the lockdown last year for the first and the, because there was so much happening um for the first time i actually had adequate time to process what was happening mm. so um so and as i said my processing happens through the lens of a christian mm-hmm. and and i realized that when i was um processing all the injustices that were happening i realized that actually those same systems of oppression that i'm lamenting are actually present in my expression of christianity as well and that led me to a process of having to reclaim my theology and reclaim my christianity from systems of oppression Mm. and um and i was only able to do that because i've now through lament i became aware of these systems of of oppression oppression that exist and um whenever I talk about this, I actually get embarrassed because I'm like, I can't believe that it took 2020 for me to realize. Was I? Was I? 2020? What, what Bible was I reading? What was I thinking? <laughs> and, um, yeah, so it's, it's been, you know, I'll be honest, it's been a messy, it's been a messy process mm. reclaiming. And there's, there's also been a lot of lament within the process of reclaiming. Yes. Um, but I'm so grateful for it because I, I, I I don't think anything um, before this has shook me as much as the process of, of reclaiming my theology and and it's it's changed as you said it's changed the way I interact with God it's changed mm. the way I interact with my neighbor and even and the Bible even hey? the Bible it's, the way you yeah, interact with the Bible is not the, the same anymore not at all not at all and also I realizing like you said that my Christianity was very individualistic mm. and it was about me and I and when I thought about sin, I would think of individual sin yes. and not systemic sin. And, yeah. and when I, so now reclaiming and understanding the, the systems of oppression, I think it's, it's also ignited a fire in me to see, you know, the gospel threat uh, spread to the ends of the world. Yes. Because now I, I see the need. It's not just about getting souls in the ends of the world saved, but it's actually, um, uprooting the systems of oppression and i think it's also um it's changed my relationship to christ Mm -hmm. and and divinity and it's and it's changed um why i think i need the why i need the christ why i need a savior Mm -hmm. and um and understanding why christ came to earth like he it wasn't like you know him dying on the cross wasn't just for my soul and my sins and Mm -hmm. me Mm -hmm. um but understanding that you know that he actually his life on earth it was it was about um 
you know, going against systems of oppression yes. that existed then, mm-hmm. and that and realizing that the same systems of oppression still exist today, and that is why we need to spread the yes. gospel. Yeah, um, and bringing freedom to the now. Yes. I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of how, at least my faith was steeped, but prior to twenty twenty is that we would get freedom in heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay that we suffer now because yeah, yeah. one day we will know a day with no <laughs> yes. suffering. But I, I, I think twenty twenty has helped me to recognize that. The kingdom, Bob says, the kingdom is now. No. It's here and now. Mm-hmm. You know, so recognizing that the kingdom is now makes me realize that we have a lot of work to do. You know, as we reclaim our theology, there's a lot of work that we need to do in 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 um, how we affect society now. Yeah. You know, where are the areas of oppression that still exist, like you're saying, mm-hmm. and how do we bring freedom in those areas? Mm-hmm. And I think that's. That's the necessary yeah. thing that 2020 did, man. And I think it also gave us um, freedom to name the systems of oppression. Oh, and not just use a I blanket. Don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> because you actually you can't you can't you can't fight against something that you are unable to confront. And so having the ability and the boldness and the oh. freedom to name the systems of oppression that exist. For me, it wasn't just that exist in the world, but also exist in my expression in society, of in my expression in of Christianity oh, as well. I really and, don't want to go there. <laughs> we won't go there. Not today. <laughs> Not today. But um, yeah, I think it's been liberating. Like, yeah. uh, and it's. It's also made me aware of the need for liberation. Yes. That it's not just the oppressed that need liberation, but the oppressors also. Everybody. That also need the it's, liberation yeah. and the benefit from the liberation. Um, so it's been, it's been good. It's, it's been hard and messy, but good. Help us, good. Jesus. <laughs> I honestly, like, as crazy as 2020 has been, <laughs> I feel like, for our faith at least, yeah. it... it it has been the year that we needed, yeah. right? Yeah. It, it has been so crazy. Um, the third thing or the final thing that I'll speak on about how 2020 impacted my faith is I've come to call it fragments. You know, you know this, you do, because yeah. I'm always saying, ah, oh, fragments. fragments. <laughs> <laughs> and what I mean by fragments is, and I learned this also on my justice journey, is a lot of the time we tend to to think or even express um, the idea of absolute truth. Mm -hmm. You know, we tend to think, I read the Bible, so I know what the truth is. You know, I'm Christian, I know this, I've studied my passages. So of course, my view on this matter or what I believe, which is influenced by the Bible, is the absolute truth. But I have come to to realize and appreciate that we all only hold fragments of truth, Mm -hmm. right? That yes, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. That doesn't change. Mm -hmm. He is absolute truth. But because we encounter the Bible influenced by our context, Mm -hmm. you know, because we, we hear messages preached in church and we interpret them based on our context, you know, because we engage with truth and it is diluted, for lack of a better word, by our context, I recognize that I only hold a fragment of the truth. So what I consider to be true does not necessarily mean like it is universally true, you know, because my perspective is influenced by by my upbringing, by so many factors Mm -hmm. that differ to the next person. You know, even to you, we can can see the same thing completely differently because of just our context and our, and I mean, we have similar contexts, um, but 
our perspectives are different on certain matters mm-hmm. and that's okay yeah. right i feel like and this is also the liberation that comes with reclaiming your theology because i feel like up until 2020 i believed in the need for an absolute truth yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. i believe that of course there must be one way or the highway that there must be black and white but i'm realizing that it's so much more about understanding mm-hmm. and and recognizing that i only hold a fragment of the truth you know because i'm only one person with with my perspective and my life that influences the way that I see the truth, um, it, it has highlighted a need for me to engage with different people, to read the Bible with people who are different to me, to read the Bible and have conversations like on this platform with people who who see things completely differently, that that shouldn't threaten me. Because I feel like maybe before last year, it would have. I would have been yeah. like, but what do you even mean? <laughs> like, yeah. what, are you, what are you talking about? You know, um, now I, I think I hold space for 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 disagreement mm-hmm. i hold space for different perspectives i hold space f- um for for other ways of doing things you know there's I, I feel like i have a greater capacity to understand that it's okay if you're going to do something that i don't necessarily think is the best mm-hmm. um because i see things in a way that is personal to me yeah. and you see things in a different way and that doesn't make you wrong yeah you know absolutely. what i mean it is it is okay so i'm i'm navigating this whole fragments thing and i think because i'm also a very passionate person so i get worked up a lot about yeah. things when i'm like what are you thinking you know yeah. what does this person mean what are they doing and and this has helped me to actually just hold space for people's different views on things and that's okay and i feel like my christianity needed this mm. because i feel like christianity can be so oppressive in the way that we cancel um people's different ways yeah. of doing things yeah. it's like what do you mean but that doesn't make yeah. sense so or wrong yeah. you know? and i think that's rooted in pride absolutely you thinking that your worldview your interpretation is is the only way that this can mm. be right. Mm-hmm. So I think that um, in the journey of understanding fragments, you I, or I've had to um, confront pride. Yes, I've had to confront um, things that make me uncomfortable because mm-hmm. things that we are unfamiliar with can can cause a lot of discomfort. Absolutely. And um, yeah, it's been interesting look it's made me less dismissive i'll tell you that mm-hmm. i and you know i can be like a cancel yeah cancel girl. queen <laughs> that, that is my old self <laughs> in the past uh change the changing still guys but yeah i think it's, it's making me less dismissive because i i first of all i i can't even i don't i don't even hold to the um to the idea that my interpret my interpretation of the Bible is cor- is the mm. only correct one because that's also prideful. Yeah, you know, you think yeah. my interpretation is the correct one, so somebody else who interprets it in a completely different way, you're like, ah. Mm. So now I, I don't think like that. I don't make decisions like that. I, I have so much more space and grace mm. for the people of Jesus <laughs> and different ideologies yeah. and and that doesn't mean it doesn't make me like liberal to the point where I don't believe in anything mm. right because my values are still my values um my convictions are still my convictions I believe in Jesus Christ and mm. you know but I hold space yeah for others Loving God and loving my neighbor, yeah. essentially. <laughs> that's it. That's, 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 that's me. <laughs> that's me. Thank you, 2020. Thank okay. you, 2020. You know, like, Thank yeah. You. Buena. You were good. And you tell us, tell us more. 
About what? <laughs> <laughs> Is there any other comments or um, anything else or any other areas? Let me say. Yeah, I think um, that twenty twenty has influenced or impacted your faith. I think it it's jumping on the on the um point of fragments. I think it's allowed me to honor um Africa's expression of Christianity Ooh. and. <laughs> And and I think right that um, you know in the past a lot of my Christian experience and expression was influenced by the West mm. and more specifically influenced by a predominantly white male voice mm. and um, and making room for for my neighbor. Um, Included making room for my African self. Oh yes, and, and understanding that, you know, that there's something in Africa that is placed um, specifically in Africa for mm. Africans and for the rest of the world. Mm. Um, yeah, so I've I've really enjoyed. Um, That's beautiful. I've enjoyed exploring what it means to be an African Christian. Mm. Um, Me too. Yeah, it's, mm. been, it's been good. And it, it, Glorious, there's eh? been a lot of lament in that as well. Yes, of course. Lament is the key word <laughs> for 2020. Yeah, there's been a lot of lament because I actually, I grieved um, all the years that I've dismissed African-ness. Afri- Africanness, yeah. especially Same. in, in as Christianity. As it pertains to Christianity. Yes. Me too. Um, I think, in, and what's the word? Compartmentalization. Yes. I would. Um, Can you tell we've had this conversation before? before. <laughs> you know, I, I, um, for for some reason, like I, I'm fully able to be Christian. I mean, to be Africa, mm. African in mm. every aspect of my life. But, but I separated yeah. um, my Christianity from my Africanness, mm-hmm. and so um, lamenting and reclaiming my theology and um, understanding fragments has allowed me to honor my Africanness African- yes. in, in, in yes. being Christian as well. And, That's beautiful. Um, and to bring the two worlds together, yeah. like yeah. to recognize that the African expression of worship or the African expression of of lament, just whatever African expression is is important, mm. you know, that there is a place for it mm. in the greater scheme yeah. of, of life and that our expression does not have to be limited to like a Western mm. way. And I've loved that. Mm. Like I, <laughs> I you know, I've loved that. I'm like riding that train. I'm thinking back to all the hymns that my grandmother taught me. Mm. I got a hymn book. You know, I'm like, yes, like yeah. those things that I've dismissed. I feel like God has allowed me to, 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 to review yeah. and reappreciate. Yeah. Um, and I'm so grateful for that because again, it's a fragments thing. Hey. Yeah. Basically, 2020, guys. 2020 <laughs> is the girl she thinks she is. She is the girl that came and rocked. And rocked our world. And in rocked more ways than one. Honestly, like, <laughs> obviously, it is It is so unfortunate that, that so many people had to lose their lives. It is so unfortunate that people had to lose their jobs. And, and, and a lot of people had to lose, like, their livelihoods, you know. It, it was a crazy year. It was definitely riddled with lament. Mm. Don't get us twisted. <laughs> But where our faith is concerned, I feel like it has it has done more good mm. than than anything else. Yeah. You know, it yeah. has 
it has i think how i would sum it up for me and i don't know if you also want to give like a sum up um thing but how i would sum it up is that i was really confronted with how i am loving god and loving my neighbor mm. i think i see everything now through that mm. i'm like is this love for my neighbor you know and considering who is your neighbor you know you, we yeah. you need to revisit that yeah. whole thing where jesus was talking about that but how am i loving my neighbor you know am i choosing myself over my neighbor or is is are the choices that i'm making detrimental to my neighbor and how can i change that so 2020 has really helped me in that regard i don't know if you have like a sum up if you i think my sum up would be would be the same and and it's allowed me to to evaluate i think that it to evaluate how i'm loving my neighbor mm. and how my actions contribute to loving my neighbor yes do they contribute to the liberation of my neighbor or the oppression of my neighbor that's good um yeah so you know what's another thing this is not random but random <laughs> but another thing that has occurred to me as a result of 2020 is how our right believing influences our right living yeah because i feel like yeah. they they can be such like a dichotomy you know it can be oh yeah of course i believe this but you don't consider how that affects your living mm. so i've been thinking a lot about how our right believing influences our values mm -hmm. and how that relates to how you live your life so now i'm literally someone described it the other day as being congruent mm -hmm. so i'm very conscious of the congruency between what i believe what i value and how i live like mm -hmm. do they match up mm -hmm. and that's something that 2020 has also caused me to be to be conscious of mm -hmm. but yeah that's 2020 in a nutshell in a nutshell we did it that was good <laughs> that was good right <laughs> that was good um and thank you for listening and joining in on this conversation and if you would love to hear more from us i would encourage you to please subscribe to our channel and leave a review and um and rate rate this episode we'd love to hear from you and if you would love to engage with us um a bit more we also have a instagram we account do. it is um tfc underscore podcast and that stands for thoughts feels and conversation podcast so it's tfc underscore podcast amazing so till our next episode we will catch you on the gram on maybe. the gram <laughs> um but yes we hope you enjoyed this yes we i did we did <laughs> I did, but this is what we do all the all time. time so this is this works for us but we will see you guys in our next episode um thank you bye bye